Good afternoon and happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and thank you for listening. Coming up in this episode, you'll get my NBA takes on all the happenings going on throughout the NBA playoffs. And we'll talk some NFL as Julio Jones was recently traded to the Tennessee Titans. I'll give you my takes there. And also my takes on the Aaron Rodgers versus Green Bay Packer organization stare down. And I will close with my takes on Nick Saban sticking around Alabama for at least another seven years coming up on the other side. All right, now without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm going to start my opening take in the NBA. I'm going to start off with Game 7 on Sunday between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. As correctly predicted, the LA Clippers won this series in seven games. Kawhi Leonard took the team on his back, particularly the last two games of the series, scoring 45 points in Game 6 and 28 points in Game 7 to propel the Clippers into the Western Conference semifinals where they're going to be facing the number one team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. Now, Paul George did his thing. He had 22 points. He also got contributions from Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris Sr., and Nick Bonham. Now, here's my takes on what I believe that Dallas needs to do going forward in order to get back in the playoffs and go further. Luka Doncic is a star. I mean, he was definitely balling out in this series. The Clippers threw everything they had at him, and he was still tearing it up. Now, Mark Cuban and and the Dallas Mavericks need to get Doncic a solid number two. Now, Brzingis was supposed to be that complimentary number two, but he's shown he's not a consistent number two. Tim Hardaway Jr., Darian Finley-Smith are not number twos. They're basically threes and fours. I mean, if they don't get this resolved when it's time for contract talks, Donkers is going to look at this Dallas Mavericks organization like, I can't win here. And he's going to be a huge free agent. And it's going to want to test the market and probably get big money to play for a contender. Now, a question for Mark Cuban. Why is Rick Carlisle still there? Now, Rick Carlisle is a good coach. I'm not taking that away from him. But what has he done for the Mavericks lately? The Mavericks have not won a playoff series in 10 years. Last time they won was in 2011 when they won the NBA title against LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wayne of the Miami Heat during their first season. But since then, they haven't even sniffed the second round. And even times, they haven't even made the playoffs. I mean, isn't this time for a change, Mark Cuban? I mean, what are you thinking, man? Well, it's going to be interesting to see if in 2021, 2022, if the hot seat is going to be there for Rick Carlisle. I mean, it has to, especially when it's time to keep Dunkage 
or not. Now let's talk about the semi-finals. So far, it's been all Brooklyn Nets. They're up two games to zero in this series. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are tearing it up. Unfortunately, they lost James Harden in game one, 45 seconds into the game, as he re-injured his hamstring that kept him out 21 games throughout the regular season. The Bucks did not even show up last night. I mean, they got ran off the court. Now they have a chance to ride the ship, but it starts in game three and four. Giannis, you're the leader of this team. You're the franchise. It's time for you to take the lead. You better drag Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker. You better drag them along and say, let's do this. Because this series will be a big disappointment if it goes less than six games. Now, I'm predicting the Nets in seven, but anything less is a disappointment. Now, in the other series, I mentioned in my last podcast that the Atlanta Hawks have a chance to steal early momentum in this series. And they did just that by stealing game one from the Sixers, 128 to 124. Trey Young, of course, was balling out. And this was despite the fact that Joel Embiid actually played when there was uncertainty on whether he was going to play in game one. Now, game two is the night, and I expect the Sixers to come in and tie this series. And I still stand by what I say. They're going to win this series. Now to the Western Conference semifinals. The Phoenix Suns went on a huge run in the fourth corner to beat the Nuggets, 122-105. to Chris Paul, still got it, has it. 21 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. Devin Booker was doing his thing, 21 points. DeAndre Aiden, 20 points. And Mikael Bridges, 23, to lead the Suns. I mean, Nikola Jokic did his thing, but he's got to get help. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., Monte Morris, Aaron Gordon, Austin Rivers. Y'all got to step your games up. Y'all got to be there to help Jokic. Because if you don't, this series will end quickly. Now I'm predicting the Suns and Six, like I said before. But these other guys have got to step their games up. Now let's move on to the Clippers versus the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz is well rested and ready to go. This is a very well-rounded team. That's why they've had the best record in NBA this season. I mean, Devontae Mitchell is the star player, but the team is not just sitting around him alone. I mean, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clark help make up this team. Of course, we're going to have to watch for Mike Conley and make sure his injury doesn't hamper him because that could be a big key in this series. As for the Clippers, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm just going to keep beating it. Nobody cares what you did in the regular season. Nobody cares what you did in the last series versus the Mavericks. It's all about right here, right now, this series. 
the Clippers have never sniffed the Western Conference Finals in their franchise. Now they put this team of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together for moments like these. And of course, last season, they choked. Blowing a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets and losing that series. Now it doesn't matter how they lose this series if they lose. If they do lose, the question marks are still going to be there. The fallout is going to be there. I'm going to say this. I don't trust the Clippers and I don't trust the Utah Jazz. That's why I've been going back and forth on who I think is going to win this series. Because I need to see more from the Jazz during this playoffs. And beating a young Memphis team is not a great indicator to me. And of course, the Clippers are the Clippers. I don't even have to tell you why I don't trust them. I've already mentioned that. So, I believe this will be a seven-game series. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz to squeak it out. Four games to three. The Clippers are going to find a way to choke away a couple of games, and I think that will be their undo. Now I'm going to close this segment by congratulating Tom Thibodeau for being the coach of the year, which is, of course, voted by the writers. Now, of course, Monty Williams was deserving of that award as well for what he did with the Phoenix Suns. Of course, he won that award through the Coaches Association. But Tom Thibodeau turned the New York Knicks franchise around. I mean... For a decade, it was a laughing stock of the NBA. And now it's back to where it belongs. To relevance. To respectability. Which is good for the NBA. So, it'll be interesting to see if Tom Thibodeau can continue to build on, t- on this year's success. Now that ends the NBA take segment. And now let's move on to the NFL where a big trade went down on Sunday as Atlanta Hawks former star receiver Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans for a second round pick in 2022 and a 2023 fourth rounder. The Titans also got a sixth rounder in 2023. The Titans will take on Julio Jones' salary of $15.3 million in 2021 and the rest of his deal the Falcons will have 7.7 million dollars in dead money this season now here are my takes offensively this should be a top 5 offense I mean you have Julio Jones even though he's 32 when healthy is still Julio Jones you got an up-and-coming star in A.J. Brown, who's basically a spitting image of Julio Jones. So you have a healthy Julio Jones and his clone on the other side. I mean, they're going to have defensive coordinators up at night. And of course, for Ryan Tannehill, he's be passing for 4,000 yards this season. 
and for Derrick Henry, I mean, teams are not going to be able to stack up eight, nine-man fronts to try to stop him because that will open up the passing game. And that, of course, will open up the running game. So they get they get the passing game going early, and Derrick Henry just finishes them off in the second half. I think that's what they were shooting for. So this, this is going to work out well offensively for them because they're going to be able to score 30 points a game. Here's the problem. Their defense. The Tennessee Titans defense over the last couple of seasons have been terrible. I mean, this is why they've been getting bounced out of the playoffs. Because even though you scored a lot of points, you're not, you got to get teams off the field. I mean, you're in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes. You got Josh Allen in Buffalo, Lamar Jackson in, in, in Baltimore. And of course, who knows, the Cleveland Browns are actually a good team offensively as well. So if they have to face any of these teams throughout the season or in the playoffs, being able to score points is one thing, but they got to be able to get these quarterbacks off the field. And failure to do so, and it will just see the same result. So this is it, it is a good move for the Titans, but we got to see if Mike Grable can finally put a defense together to complement this new firepower that he just obtained. Now let's go to the stare down in Green Bay between the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to show up for Packers minicamp, which means Jordan Love was going to get all the snaps at quarterback. Here's my takes on this. Sooner or later, this has got to end. I mean, whether it ends good or whether it ends terribly. It's got to end. I mean, either Aaron Rodgers is going to have to suck it up, just come on into camp and get ready for 2021, or the Packers are just going to have to just let him sit and either sooner or later decide to trade him if they can get the right deal, or just um, treat him like the Detroit Lions did to Barry Sanders and don't trade him at all and he just retired. I mean, if I was a Green Bay, if I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, I got to be like shaking my head and pulling my hair out and thinking, when is this going to end? I mean, this has got to be agonizing. Also, for the players, this has got to be agonizing as well. Because we all know, without Aaron Rodgers, this team's season is over before it got started. And of course, Devontae Adams, their star wide receiver, I mean, after this season, he's going to bounce. Trust and believe. And you know who else this puts pressure on? Matt LaFleur, the head coach. He's entering his, his third season. He's had a winning record his first two seasons, and that's because Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. They've gotten to the NFC Championship twice, where they, of course, lost, but they've gotten there. Now you're going to see what he's really made of as a head coach if Aaron Rodgers is not behind center. Here's one thing we do know. Nobody in the NFL is going to be scared of the Packers. 
if Aaron Rodgers is not behind center. Defensive coordinators are not going to be up at night having nightmares and how to stop the greatest throw of the football in the history of the NFL. So either way, a resolution has to come and he needs to come sooner rather than later. Because I know the story keeps writers writing and keeps podcasters like myself talking. But sooner or later, it's going gonna, it, it's, it's gonna to wear thin. And I think we're all ready to move on to something else. Now I'm going to close with some college football. Nick Saban isn't going anywhere. Nick Saban signed an extension with Alabama through the year 2028. I know the rest of the SEC has got to be thinking, will this guy ever leave? I mean, we all know his assistants have never beaten him. And now they have to deal with him again for the next seven seasons? I mean, it's like, when does it end? I mean, you know he's going to get the best players because everybody is going to want to play for Nick Saban because they know, A, they're going to win games. B, most of them are going to be stars in the NFL because he basically coaches NFL offense and defense. So, I mean, he's going to have one of the top 10 recruiting classes in college football every year. But either way, Nick Saban doesn't have nothing to prove. I mean, he obviously is doing this because he he loves coaching. But I also think it's possible he could be looking at bigger milestones. Now, of course, he's not going to say this because, you know, Nick Saban is the Bill Belichick of the of college football. I mean, he doesn't he gives out very little information. But Nick Saban could be looking at records he can break as head coach. I mean, let's just say he averages 11 to 12 wins a season throughout the duration of this contract. He could be pa- he could pass Bear Bryant, the all-time leading um, winner at Alabama. He could pass Bobby Bowden, who's second all-time in wins in college football. And if he and if he and if he really keeps playing and gets these 12 and 13 victories, he could get up there and pass the late Joe Paterno, the all-time winningest coach in college football. So it's going to be very interesting to see how long Nick Saban can hang on. I mean, he's almost 70 now. I mean, of course, Joe Paterno coached until he was in his 80s. So it's not impossible. So as far as the SEC goes, and even some of you other um, coaches who's never beaten Nick Saban, Y'all better get prepared because the king of college football is not going anywhere. And now that will conclude episode 70 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe. Thank you for listening and thank you for downloading. I appreciate it. 
You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. I'd like to thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. Have a wonderful afternoon, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.